Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hi. Brothers. My name's Eli. I'm Isaac. And we are here to talk to you about movies, as we do every single week. And mm-hmm. it's a good week indeed, is it not, Isaac? Yeah. Every week's a great week. Let's be positive this week. Um, we've got a lot to review, and some of it is negative, uh, some of it is average, some of it is good. And we'll go over... All of that momentarily. How are you this week, Isaac? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. It's a big week for me. I know. Do you I was know what happens like, Are we going to preface this with the fact <laughs> that we might be a little... So obviously this there episode might be a, is going out yes, like a day yes. late and then we might have, we might be trying to figure out our schedule and things. I mean, going we forward. could just hold this episode a week and then like Don't have it. A, just okay. You just want to put it up. Okay. Yeah. So if we're, if there's going to be a week off, it's going to be next week. And this Possibly, one's a little, yeah. bo- a little bit late because my schedule has been weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't know, I'm moving to Memphis. I got a job in Memphis. If you don't know us, <laughs> like how many <laughs> of these people know? They so know. this podcast will now be a remote podcast between Nashville and Memphis, which and we'll have to we'll get to compare out. our experiences <laughs> in movie theaters, which I think is going to be really fun, honestly. And we'll we'll be going to see things. Uh, yeah, but then separately. we don't get to. Yeah, but then we don't get to go see movies together anymore. Well, I'll still. I mean, I'll still be visiting. I don't. I guess that's true. It's and not that obviously, far away. you can. You probably won't want to visit Memphis. I know you're no. not the biggest fan of Memphis <laughs> and the Tigers, but um, uh, hold on, I still am a Tiger. <laughs> fan i just don't want to move and live in the city of memphis yes anymore. isaac did isaac attended university of memphis if you're listening to this and you don't know so he was he was a tiger he was in the marching band pretty and sick I at it too in memphis for four years so yeah and he's he's had his fair share of the city but i have determined to go back back into the trenches um, of memphis. you're also getting paid a lot of money to go work <laughs> a job there so nobody's complaining no one is complaining all right but now that we've prefaced our little um we might be a week late next week i guess hopefully not because we'll we be just setting are up gonna a try new to system. figure out a schedule and figure it out so yeah so no uh, promises but hopefully we'll be able to keep it going for you yeah we will we should be able to have an episode two weeks from now if not next week once we figured out all the chinks chink kinks yeah, don't. That that other one was a racist. That's an old racist term. Yeah, it's like, just mixed up with the word kinks. Like I apologize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. All right. Um, on to the show. So for this week, we have the normal three. This is another normal episode. Last week was I made a big deal out of this being a normal episode, right? Yeah. So because we don't we're have back to, do to the that schedule. Every week. So <laughs> it's my turn for those who have for those who have been impatiently waiting and eager to they know what I would pick. Waiting a long time. I'm sure this one threw you off but your rocking chair. Say, I'm sure they have no <laughs> idea what it is, so I don't but know why it would matter. We'll get to but. that in a moment. So we will start as we do every week with this week at the movies, and we went and saw the big one this week, Jurassic World fallen kingdom yes so we finally saw that the first trailer we ever reviewed on this show That's it has all come too. full circle and it's funny it's the week that i'm moving that it all has come full circle Aww, it's like a womp it's womp. the the when one door closes a window opens and you crawl out it the sun sets it rises on the other <laughs> side of the world and um after that, we'll be jumping into the trailer watch and reviewing the Mary Queen of Scots trailer. Isaac was so excited about this that I could not say no. I had just been waiting for it to come out. And so this I is historical? This, today. this is historical, like, um, biop- I mean, I don't know for sure. I have good ideas that it is, but I also don't want to be like... It's gonna be like this, and then it'd be like the it Robin Hood like movie Romeo where and Juliet like, with, or, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Period. But I didn't want to promise it, and again, be, make it be like Robin Hood, where they're strangely looking like real modern, even though not Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
<laughs> All right, that's fine. And then we will be moving on to my pick for the week. I guess my pick for the last two months, but it is It's Such a Beautiful Day, a film by Don Herzfeld. Possibly the greatest animated movie of this century so far. Multiple multiple people have said that. And we'll I get saw, into I've read a few reviews. With we'll get into like the in whole there. little one hour movie. Shortest movie we've reviewed. I, yeah. Also I, smallest cast. Yep. So a lot. I have a lot to say about this one. This one good because got I don't deep have stuff. a whole lot to say about well, it. I, feel I will. Like, I will be. Yeah, I'll be inciting discussion. There's things. There's things that I like to talk about. We're going deep. We're going into our feels today. This is this is a therapy session. Jeez. No, not That's not, not really. Signed up for. That's, this is this is not going to be that. But I just I just like to I like to say that. All right, let's get started. Are you ready? Yeah. Everyone in the audience ready? Yeah. All right, let's go. So. Number one, this week, we saw Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, and we've been waiting weeks and weeks to see this. Quite a long time. Yeah. I don't like to go to the movies when everybody's going to be there. I much prefer to go when it's I true. don't have we to waited. about everybody and their mom. We there. waited on purpose for this one, so you should have seen it. We're going to spoil things. You should have seen it by now. It's been a few weeks. If you don't want it spoiled, just skip ahead. Yeah. And if you haven't gone because you're waiting for like a possible unspoiled movie theater experience, guess what? It's not going to happen. We went. It's impossible. If you go see this movie, there will be people yelling or spilling things or talking. It's. Uh, I think this movie is cursed. Anyways, I guess, where do we start with these normally? Do we summarize the plot? I don't really like to summarize the plot. I feel like people should go see the movie, but we talk about whether we liked it or didn't like it or some various things that we did or didn't like. I mean, if you would like to summarize the plot in this movie, the same people from the first Jurassic World movie mm-hmm. have now decided that the the island is a volcano and it's going to erupt and kill all the dinosaurs that are yes. on the island. They sort of just left the island from the first Jurassic World movie and the dinosaurs are still there. Most of them are still alive. And... So our heroes, which I probably couldn't even tell you their names. I only know their actor names. <laughs> they get roped Same. into helping to save a few of the dinosaurs. And they don't realize that it's actually a plan by all these bad guys to sell all the dinosaurs on the black market and create eat more evil dinosaurs that they can use as weapons. And that's about the gist of the plot. Yeah. That is about the just little gothic horror too, because most of the third act takes place in this really big house from one of the like original creators of the Jurassic Park place. Yeah, kind of like a weird haunted mansion dinosaur dungeon yeah. vibe. I actually kind of liked that aspect of it too. I thought it was fun. And people had said it's kind of horror movie ish, and I actually kind of liked that. I thought that it at times seemed really horrifying and scary. It was, it was really dark at points. I was like, this is darker than a kid's movie and darker than I expected it to be. It definitely was. It's not, Oh, look at these really cool, like this really cool place where dinosaurs are alive and they're walking around. It didn't, I mean, the first scene really sets the tone and there are people dying and the dinosaurs are killing them quickly. <laughs> yeah, but that is what every single Jurassic Park movie does. That's like it's uh, that's oh, like the calling card is the first like, scene is like a little like a little side thing. It's where like, like the beginning of every yes, horror movie yes. where you have a kill yeah, have before you not seen the even one, title credits. It's yeah. Jurassic Park 2, I think, where like that really rich family ends up on the beach. So they're just on a boat sailing around. They're like having dinner and little girl runs off in the woods and there's a bunch of people and they're like, don't run too far. And then like she meets all the little 
little ones and they eat her and then like she screams and all, the family and all the oh people on the boat no, run and find her. I've yeah, never that's seen how they, that. In that the, sounds so, terrifying. Yeah, that's Lost World. So in the second Jurassic Park, which is really parallel to this one in a lot of ways, the second original one, they um that's how they find the island is like a rich family just ends up on it and the little girl, their daughter gets eaten by the little dinosaurs. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. This one doesn't have any children die, so. No, no, no. <laughs> doesn't have any real children either. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, yes. Yeah. So did you like the movie or did you not like the movie? I thought this movie was kind of poop. I'm on like a three or a four out of ten. Okay, well, I thought kind of the opposite. I had low expectations going in. I actually liked this one better because I felt like... But of course, again, I've never seen the original trilogy. I liked this one better because I... It, it felt like it broke away from what I kind of expected. Jurassic World wasn't exactly something I... I didn't expect because it was the sort of same idea as the original, which is this is the theme park. There are dinosaurs there. The dinosaurs get out and cause havoc. But then this one sort of goes beyond that. So I liked that it went beyond that there. And I actually thought that the guy that directed this movie, J.A. Bayona, he's actually pretty respected in some regards for his direction and some of his work. So I was looking for a kind of, parts of that in the movie and i thought he had some really cool shots and some really cool setups with the camera and some camera work that was cool i think the last one and this one and whatever next jurassic world movie they make hopefully all the they have looked really good so far like i think i think from a technical point of view i think it's like really well done i think it's awesome there's some cool stuff in there i'm not saying it's a great script but no yeah okay so we can talk about the script since you brought it up a lot of the script is very convenient and it's convenient in like a fantasy kids movie even though this movie is like a darker than a kids movie we said there's a lot of things that are like glossed over or pushed forward or convenient of course for the characters just to get the story moving like their whole like the way when the island is blowing up and do we already talk about how they get off the island no but they like sneak off the island yeah so they sneak off the island they drive they drive as a boat is leaving they drive (laughs) a a vehicle flying off a dock into the boat and no one notices that they just did this like yeah there's like hundreds of people where they land and like no one hears so like did you see did you see that truck just land on our (laughs) boat like no it's fine don't worry about it and they just like they sneak around in ridiculous ways and the bad guys Mm -hmm. are like doofuses and like kids movie doofus style so it's um some of that stuff i don't like because it is kind of like well what are you going for like you want it to be dark but you also like don't want the script to be like super super consistent i guess as far as like depth it's now the whole thing that we kind of got to, which I think we might've talked on this podcast before about how like once upon a time, Disney was afraid Disney wanted to sort of push the boundaries of what was a family movie. Mm -hmm. And so when they made the haunted mansion, it was only PG and they were terrified that people would never go see pirates of the Caribbean because it was PG 13. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I think pirates really opened and even some of the old star Wars movies and the Harry Potter ones, Harry Potter and star Wars also kind of pushed the envelope in that because the new trilogy of star Wars one and two, I think one was only rated PG and they were afraid of the prequels. Yeah. They were afraid to push boundaries with that. And Harry Potter did the same way. The first one or two were only PG. And then all of like, I would say those three trilogies all or three movie series all running at about the same time, sort of pushed the family movie from your family movie has to be rated PG into your family movie 
can be rated PG-13 and we can still take our kids to see it as long as it's not too crazy, too wild, too violent, I think. So now yeah. people will take their families to see a Marvel movie, which so is PG-13. Yeah. Jurassic World, PG-13. Like Yeah, so I guess just like, just like the problems I have with Marvel movies a lot of times when I have them, this is that whole new Disney family movie on steroids genre yes. where you're getting you a little bit for everyone, but line. nothing great That's for right. anyone except for the kids like the kids that are like into I would have been terrified of this movie if I was a kid yeah but. kids and parents that are into this whole family movie on steroids trend is, is doing obviously does really well I mean these movies oh, make yeah, a ton of do. money so it is what it is for those people but like that doesn't I guess that doesn't work for me personally in a lot sure. of ways so I can see that being a problem also are we just going to go ahead and spoil the part that I really don't like or should we just leave it I mean that you can a, if you want I don't really care so dinosaurs have always been cloned in these movies and there's a little girl who is introduced as the granddaughter of this character who is forced into the history of jurassic park in the beginning of the movie by having like a picture of john what's yeah, his name at the beginning loose. Oh, i don't even know okay. i don't haven't seen the first trilogy so i really had yeah, no his idea his name i should know his name he looks like the kfc guy but <laughs> i just figured it all out yeah anyways the they explain it pretty cut and dry yeah so there's um there's an old guy who's like dying is on his on his on his last leg and wants to save the dinosaurs before he dies and he has a granddaughter who's like mom is not around and she died yeah she died so um she just hangs out the is the move during the movie and like causes trouble and ends up on like being on a team with Chris Pratt and um oh I know her name don't tell me Bryce Dallas oh, Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard yeah that's such a cool name <laughs> oh my gosh okay um Bryce Dallas Howard so she ends up you know like causing mischief to the bad guys who are trying to sell the dinosaurs in the mansion and you're wondering the whole time she's like peeking around at her grandpa she's like tell me about my mom and he's like you look just like her and you're like oh that's they dropped weird. enough hints for me that I yeah. wasn't surprised but. I didn't I wasn't surprised but also they were just like it just like the bad guy at some point was like having a conversation with Chris Pratt and like, we're going to get you. And then he was like, Oh yeah. And she's a clone. And yeah, it's just like, I will say what? the bad Wait guys in this Hold were up. not great. So the bad guy in the middle of a monologue that had nothing to do with the little girl just decided to spout out that she was a, clone well he it was because he it was the like height of the tension and he's supposed to be responsible for this girl like yeah. the old guy left him to her left her to him in the will which i was like this is so i was like why do you care i'm like yeah. you're just trying to get money why do you care about yeah, this little girl really hey but he somehow thought that he was really sticking it to the good guys by telling them about <laughs> this and it was yeah, it was very it strange make any sense yeah so it seems so i i guess the concept of the whole thing isn't bad but that combined with the whole thing where like all the dinosaurs are potentially going to die because like there's a gas leak and they're all in the basement and they have to hit a button to potentially let the dinosaurs out and they decide not to do it. Bryce Dallas Howard is like, no, like I can't just let these out into America and let them eat a bunch of people. And little girl is like, bam, I'm a clone. They're clones. Let's do yeah. it. Dinosaurs are just like me. Like that message, it seems so like heavily handed forced on you like you just because I didn't really see that much of a message I just, there. I, I just felt I mean, like the whole movie felt like it was like an activist like drama message movie to me in a way did, that I didn't enjoy. It was not enjoy. even like in a good way. Either. Yeah, in a bad way, which is why yeah. I rank this lower is because like it's almost like there was uh, there was a lot of that like drama. I'm going to call it drama and there was still was a lot of action. 
it was i think what hurts the action to me is it was so heavily divided between the two parts and there was so much there drama were very between clear them acts one yeah. act two acts three acts which yeah. were pretty outrageous i thought it wasn't yes. even like it was hard to hide them but yeah so i didn't i don't feel like the action on a on a jurassic park scale kept me as interested because you knew i mean you saw mostly i guess just because the island exploding a lot of that was ruined and we knew that was going to come the whole time so none of that was oh, really I still interesting thought that was the best part but. i mean it was possibly the best part which could be a problem because we already had yeah. seen every single cool shot from that including the ball dropping into the water which yeah. is like one of the cool shots in the movie it was in the first trailer and the second trailer i think so it just like well, wasn't they surprising. were trying to hide the end from you too which we yeah. had even said when we reviewed the trailer we said this must be all the first like part of the movie not yeah. even the, like yeah ultimate i almost wish the second trailer so we did watch two trailers for this the second trailer we didn't show the second trailer in the on the podcast no but me and you both saw it together oh. i remember because we talked sure, about yeah. we talked about how it showed like the gothic part that was a little oh, bit yeah, different yeah, yeah. and they they framed it up to look like it was going to be just like dinosaurs roaming around a city like last time but it was oh a little that more was contained. true but it was way more contained than we yeah. thought but, but i think the that third ruined, movie is gonna I think be. That ruined the surprise <laughs> of the aesthetic and yeah the third movie is definitely going to be like that and they they heavily like hint at it at the end and like that's going to be that might actually i think that one's going to be so ridiculous possibly that's it a good be. thing it might be a good thing that it's ridiculous well i again just going back i don't have because a problem I feel with like, any of these because i just expect it to be ridiculous you are going to get a sort of godzilla-esque like yeah i just finale felt like this here, one was but... like a a watered down message driven drama jurassic park that like made made itself a smaller scale than its predecessor like i feel like jurassic world was a bigger version of what the original jurassic park did this one i feel like actually shrunk what jurassic well, world I'll jurassic also tell park you what 2 did this one probably is it is they came up with some really cool scenes and they were like how can we put these scenes in the movie yes. but also when this was conceived as a trilogy they had the first part which was we want it to be jurassic world and it's very similar to jurassic park and that the dinosaurs tear up the park then they have the third one which is dinosaurs roaming around the world and wrecking havoc and we have to stop them or learn to live with them or whatever and then so their middle portion is we don't really know what has to happen here so let's just come up with some stuff that can get us from point a to point b and that's what that movie is yeah it just it seems uh, and then also there's like 12 dinosaurs is that is that really going to take over the world? They're also they implied all herbivores. That, like, Most of them are herbivores. Yeah, they implied not, that it's like going to take over a, the world. Well, but they yeah, but they have the T Rex too, and we yeah, still but, have villains running around who have capabilities to do bad things. But I mean, so. if a larger T Rex can kill a smaller T Rex, they can't be that tough. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? You see that happen at the beginning of the movie when they're trying to escape and like the T-Rex is threatening them and then that bigger looking T-Rex comes and bites it and like... Yeah, but then you would still have to make another dinosaur to eat your other T-Rex and then you'd still have a dinosaur on your hands. Well, I'm just that saying, if there's, I'm saying there's got to there's be a way to take it down. Like a tank could probably kill a dinosaur. Like one tank, I would think, right? Well, yeah, they can... I mean giant i mean we have uh, a whole military giant, uh america it spends it some money on the military giant like some. spear launchers can take down dragons on game of thrones so i'm sure that we can that's figure true out a way yeah out like a giant trebuchet kind of catapult yeah i'm sure there's i mean are we okay, bombs? Calm down we're not reviewing <laughs> the third movie yet okay fine, and we've fine, spent fine. too much time on this movie all right now. so that is our review of Jurassic Just World Fallen Kingdom. Um, Buy some popcorn, have a beer, and watch it. That's what you're looking decent for. Decent summer you'll movie. I don't. I do not actually suggest it, but Isaac does suggest it. So we're well, I wouldn't decision. watch this movie at home. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it ever again. I don't think I would. Oh. I would watch Jurassic World the first one again. I wouldn't watch this one again. I mean, I didn't ever watch Jurassic World again, so obviously it doesn't matter to me whatever it is what it is and that's it for this week at the movies so every week you hear a sound 
and we watch the trailer. So, we are watching the Mary Queen of Scots trailer number one. Head to YouTube, pull up movie clips trailers, and click on Mary Queen of Scots. Uh, if you're driving, don't. If you are not driving, pause the podcast. We will have a little break here, and then we will come back and let you know what we think of this trailer. Go. All right, yo, 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 we are back. We just saw the Mary Queen of Scots trailer number one. Isaac, what'd you see? Um, British history making yes. a resurgence on the big screen, I think. Yes, it is. Um, um, definitely a period piece. Definitely a serious dramatic period piece. Yes, here. seems like halfway between Downton Abbey and Game of Thrones. A little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I feel like they're putting a lot of action in the trailer, and I'm like, there's probably not going to be that much action. Uh, well, you didn't. You saw a lot of swords and pictures but of swords, fighting. but no one actually swinging. I don't think them. there's going to be a lot of fighting in I this. Think it's not an action movie. Just like with real royalty back in the day, I think there's a lot of posturing, and this will be <laughs> yeah. a movie of posturing <laughs> and bad hair. On Was that Margot Robbie's hair at the end yeah. there? Ooh, some bad red well, hair. Well, and I kind of like that. It's not. It doesn't seem over stylized. It seems a little more realistic potentially. Oh, and I gritty. liked that. Yeah. I liked that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, Margot Robbie is almost unrecognizable and definitely not hot. Yeah, human. Surprisingly human. Um, and then Sersha Ronan, I think, continues her sort of renaissance, which we haven't talked about other than we talked about Lady renaissance. Bird. Oh yeah. yeah. She's in a ton of she stuff a and of really stuff. her name's everywhere proving herself to be an acting force like we will see a wide variety you, of types of movies and yeah. all like seemingly good quality i'm sure this will probably we'll be okay. see a saoirse ronan oscar i can assure you probably in the next five years if not before then yeah I i'm mean, anxiously awaiting it to happen because i'm sure she's gonna hit one and it's gonna work yeah her resume looks pretty good at this point and yeah. it only is like growing and it's it's, well, and, it's like rapid like one after another but i mean she was an oscar nominee at like 10 because 10 or 12 because she was in atonement so oh, she's been, I never saw that movie. It's pretty good. I like it. Uh, but she's been an, a talented actor for a long time. Nice. And I think now she's actually of age where they can put her in roles and use her. So hmm. Sick. Okay. Well, um, yeah, in case you don't know, this is Mary Queen of Scots. This is about the British history. From the producers of Darkest Hour, uh, obviously That's British history. Trying to sell us some more on there. I've never seen a movie. Darkest Hour. We did. I've never seen a movie about British history, so I'm excited to see one for the first time. <laughs> um, I was about to be like, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, this, uh, in all reality, this looks good. It's, um, it's very, like I said, it's more so Game of Thrones, but a little bit of the drama of Downton Abbey, I would guess. Yeah. Actually, Game actually, it kind of just looks like a game of thrones episode made into a mary queen of scots movie to me it definitely has the look of a game of Thrones. yeah like sure. the filter almost like yeah. copy paste like this is the coloring this is the lighting so yeah it looks uh, good though the Saoirse acting Ronan looked like and margot robbie were probably waving to amelia clark <laughs> and kit harrington <laughs> over yeah. the hill <laughs> oh totally yeah but i mean i think it looks really good it looks like they're gonna act it really well i would go see this movie um i don't actually know the story of mary queen of scots me neither i don't know anything about british history hardly. so if you're like us and you like game of thrones and you also like history and are curious in the story. It looks pretty well produced too. It's look, so. It looks like it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I mean, just like Darkest Hour, which I think was was not for everyone. It was a little bit slower. It looked really good. 
and it told you a lot about history in a mostly accurate way. I did I did some like fact checking on Darkest Hour as far as like how much dramatization went on. Yeah, and it's it's pretty close. Obviously, like the subway Certainly. scene didn't yeah. happen, which is the I big did that one. too, and we thought yeah. that Darkest Hour was pretty. Yeah, really Darkest good, Hour so. did a good job. So I think this will probably mostly hold true and do a good job. And I will say yes, I'm going to go see this. Me too. It looks good. I like it. All right. Excellent. Mary Queen of Scots. Check out the trailer on Movie Clips Trailers if you have not. And um, yeah, we are. Uh, we're here. We're going to go into my pick for the week. Oh, yeah. Let's we're at go. The, hanging on the precipice, looking <laughs> over the cliff, ready to jump into a pit of existentialism and confusion despair. and memory loss, despair, but also hope. Hope and despair. Juxtaposition. I'm ready it's for the name you to of the explain game. this movie to me a little <laughs> bit too. So, All right. So we are here today, gathered here today to talk about It's Such a Beautiful Day, a film by Don Hertzfeld, what I consider to be the most masterful animated movie of the 21st century, not based on its technical animation, it's not, not, not its look, it's all stick figures. So if you haven't seen this movie, I'll go ahead and I'll give you a little bit of background and a little bit about what it looks like and what goes on with the plot. I won't tell too much about the plot because I don't know if I even could tell you the plot. You, it's, It would be very hard to describe the plot without straight up just having to tell you either everything that happens in minutiae detail. Or I can describe what the plot the is about, but not what plot, happens. Yeah. And I won't. And then we'll get into how we actually felt and like the themes that were going on and talk about what the movie tries to accomplish and whether or not it succeeds. And I know we're going to have different opinions on this. So I think that'll be interesting. I didn't think it was bad. I just, I mean, I think it's watch it again. I think it's really great. I just don't. I I know you're not going to want to watch it again. I picked this movie. <laughs> it's not an enjoyable this like, is, experience. This I is such an Eli movie. Like really just is. quintessential. Like it doesn't my top five easily, and it doesn't. It doesn't get much weirder. It doesn't get much darker, and it doesn't get much more meaningful in an artistic way in my opinion and i think yeah, I, I think that's what i really look for in a movie and i think it just has all of those things and i will go ahead and give a content warning this movie is not for everyone and has some strong like stressful content i would say at various points just like things that will make people uncomfortable if you watch it i would say so yeah I would maybe say you that. didn't pay attention sometimes but oh, like, i did it's it like it's like really stressful it's a very intense movie at points as far as like audio, like playing on top of audio and just things that are like disorienting on purpose. It's yeah. It's, and it can be well, inappropriate. It's, it's R rated. Well, I would just say that it's going to make you uncomfortable. I don't think that any of the content is anything that people who are probably listen to this podcast in and out most of the time would have ever not seen in a movie. Okay. Well, don't play um, for your kids. Yeah, I mean, it's not a children's movie. No. It is an animated an, movie, it's but it's not adult, a children's it is movie. An adult movie, in and it's theme gonna and grapple with a lot of themes and a lot yeah. of situations that are not pleasant situations to talk about or think about or even to watch on film, even if it's just a stick figure. Yes, I but, mean this movie. It is yeah. solely about death, and I think coping with death or dying. It seems like that's or, what all yeah, three or, acts or are about. I would say. Um, terminal illness that affects you in such a way that you struggle with identity and with memory and existence yeah so, from the point of view of the person experiencing yes. that terminal illness which That's i've right. i've never seen another movie do that not in this way for sure 
I think no, I've seen movies about other people having it, but never like you're the character. Yes, and I think that that would be why it's a movie about a stick figure because that's the probably one of the only palatable ways we would be able yeah. to. Yeah, and it's that. kind of a juxtaposition, which I think a lot of this yes. is because there's like it's all about like beauty and darkness, basically in a lot of different ways. I would say that's what, at sure. least what the character goes yeah. through and sees, and it constantly goes from things that are terrifying to like beautiful, like bird singing stuff like that. But you feeling these emotions like these really like raw hard to talk about and like avoided a lot of time emotions i think like talking directly about your death and the moments leading up to it and the moments before it and then like going through someone else's like a fictionalized version of that story from someone else's point of view is really like it's dark it's heavy Yeah. so are you gonna explain what happens in the movie or no yes i will go ahead and explain (laughs) this movie so i mean i could do it if you wanted me to give my drive-by plot summary but uh, I, I, I do you want to? I mean, you I'll tell you, I can do it in a few sentences. Okay, really quickly, I'll go and ahead I and say that's that all we need. This movie is three 20 minute movies yes. that were made in 2006, Segments. 2008, and 2011, I think, and then gathered together in 2012. They were always going to be together, but they were released individually and then gathered because they all covered the same story just at different points. Yes, and the plot summary really, I'm there will be full spoilers in this plot summary because really you can't explain the plot of the movie without them. And the plot doesn't, it doesn't do it justice. No. And it does. And it doesn't matter almost either. So it's sort of like how at, when we talked about Moulin Rouge last week, you knew that Satine was going to die from the opening scenes. You also know that Bill is going to die yeah, at the end of this This is really movie. parallel to Moulin Rouge. In some ways. Yeah. So uh, you're introduced at the beginning to Bill. Bill is a stick figure and as the story goes, you start to, you're introduced to the fact that Bill has some unspoken illness that affects his brain and particularly his um, grasp of reality because of, because he's losing his memory. And it's genetic. It was passed on to him from family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, at one point, he finds, a, Some of he finds a note, of, and his mom had received a, yeah, a message from a doctor mom, that was like, we highly encourage you not to have children, I guess and he was the true. child. But and his also, mom experienced the but, same thing, and a lot of their family did. But to me, no, 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 no. Well, see, I disagree with that, because I felt like a lot of... Because the problem is, also, so the movie jumps back and forth in time, too. So you, until the very end, you're not really sure of the actual order of all the events. And not to mention, most of the movie takes place through Bill's point of view, and mm-hmm. Bill's point of view is un- is an untrustworthy source because they tell you that sometimes he will conflate his memories mm-hmm. of reality with even just thoughts or things that he imagines. Yeah. So really, all of it could be true. None of it can be true. We don't really know the actual answer in between. Yeah. Ultimately, and That's it basically ult- ultimately just walks through various points as... Uh, bill succumbs to his illness the emotions he experiences the things he experiences while he deals with that before the his penultimate death at the end of the film yeah it's also really interesting told it's like it's the animation is in windows which is something we didn't talk about and there's a lot of like there's a lot of weird like textures on like shots of real life also the movie starts out completely animated and as the movie goes along more and more actual real life footage is inserted into the movie 
Yeah. Not of people. People never make an appearance. Well, no. But... There's one scene, and one of the most, one of the weirdly most impactful scenes, in my opinion, oh, is the, the one, one where the they show the girl. Yeah, yeah. and it just like it's in four panes, and it's just her. And, and it's she opens like, her mixed eyes up too. Because... Yeah, it makes you feel so much more about the girlfriend character. I don't know if you noticed that, but like before that, the girlfriend seems like distant, and like you're not really sure how you feel about her. But to me, like once they give her a human face, I feel like that character suddenly like has so much more life after the fact, and I'm sure they did that on purpose. Like they don't give her a bunch before that right. and they show you a human face and they give her character a lot afterwards with the boyfriend and like her situation and her taking care of Bill. Yeah. It's, I think that's a really interesting part. Well, of the anyways, what I was saying was as the movie goes along, more real life footage is introduced to again, pull you closer into Bill's point of view and to yeah. identify him with you. It doesn't, and it shows like point of view shots. It's not scenes of bill it's scenes that you might see through a person's point of view yeah what he would be looking at as it's described and the movie is it's narrated it's essentially a narration yes it is yeah so it's kind of like stream, there's very little stream of consciousness in a lot no, of ways yeah there's no dialogue really yeah it is also a comedy ironically enough everything we said sounds serious it's a black comedy it's not like i wouldn't even ha, ha, dis- no, laughing no, 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 no i wouldn't even describe it as a black comedy because i would no, it is not a comedy. It has some comedic quips in it, I would say, but I would never describe this as a comedy. I think a lot of it is funny. It's consistently I funny. I don't think any of it's funny. I think it's dark and... What I was, mean, I what like the dark movie that I comedy found movies funny too, that was supposed but to be funny. We did this recently. What the was kids the are all right. Yes. Yeah, totally, completely over my head that, that one was like It wasn't like a hearty horror like... Comedy, well, that's exactly but, what I said about this one just now. Yeah, but also this I would never classify this primarily. At least that one was still primarily a comedy. I would say primarily a drama. Which maybe that's arguable. Which is too. what this is but too. This I would never even remotely call this a comedy. I, I didn't have, laugh at kids are alright. You can have a dramatic <laughs> movie that has a few funny lines in it. Okay. That doesn't make it fair. a comedy. Yeah, it doesn't make The Avengers a comedy. Even that's exactly it's an right. Movie. That's fair. Okay. 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 I see what your point. It's it's debatable. The prime. I would say. I know that a lot the of the. That, I think a large majority of the dialogue is meant to be funny, but I guess you could say the same thing about a Marvel movie. So who knows where the line is drawn? I guess the perp, the main purpose is not comedy, so it's hard to I call would, it a comedy. I would try to classify. I typically try to do it just based on overarching tone typically yeah which i can the the kids are all right goes a couple of different ways and it's a lot i feel like that one's a lot more debatable this movie to me would never say that the tone of this movie overall is of humor or comedy i mean the first 10 minutes is like all comedy essentially yeah it is talking about the supermarket and like the fruits at crotch level and like he passes the guy in the street and he's like like, three lines of it and then they're basically like oh and i couldn't remember where i was because my brain i have a dying a (laughs) A disease i'm dying yeah Yeah. my brain it's real quick it doesn't there's not a lot of that don't say that Okay. Okay. So before we dive into themes here, how did how did you feel? It took you multiple times to watch this movie. You said right. Yeah, I want to talk I, about well, that. Well, because I just was watching it late at night on my computer and kept falling asleep in my bed. Okay, it's a one hour movie and it took you three <laughs> tries. So did you see it in like the individual chapters? Did you see like twenty minutes, twenty minutes, twenty minutes? Yeah. Okay. But mostly. Okay, I mean, that's cool. Because you yeah, didn't I notice did like best. it titles. Oh when no, the yeah, I, I knew that. Okay. And I watched. Oh, I almost sat through the movie like three times. Did so, anyone else yeah. watch it with you? No. no. Okay. You're not going to show it to anyone. I wouldn't put anybody through. This, I wish no. like Willie or someone had seen it with you. I just like wanted to hear more opinions. I want more people to see it because I love this movie so dearly. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So me personally, 
I am the kind of person that when you're driving down a road, you wonder if like something's going to fall out of the sky and crush you and it'll just be the last thing that you ever see. And you wonder what that moment's going to be like. Are you a person that ever thinks about that? I've talked to a lot of my friends. I feel like I try not to think about that. I, think I mean, it's I have thought of it before, but that's not a thing I think of like, on a regular basis. If you think about that on a regular basis, you might need to get some anxiety medicine. I don't. Something. I don't feel like I have anxiety, and I know <laughs> it's like I feel like that's <laughs> okay. Like, maybe I have strong anxiety, straight up, and I like, just I live my entire life with anxiety, and I don't know it. But what I want to say is, I think this movie is really interesting to me because it's it's you don't hear people talk about that and like me saying it right now is weird and like people i guess there are a lot of people that i know a lot of people also think about death in the same way a lot of people are uncomfortable but it's hard talking to talk about, about death and talking about mortality yes especially their own on top of that yes and i think this movie does a good job of mixing what i would say some comedy so funny lines with really like kind of like uplifting and inspirational and like soothing not inspirational more so like Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Just like uh, not relaxing, but maybe like a soothing portrayal. I also, uh, straight up, I also think that's why I had such a hard time staying awake because the guy's voice is very... It is And the way that he talks and the way that he narrates the film, it's very... I thought that as soon as I put that on, I was like, oh, this is not good. Because I was like, (laughs) I'm not going to make it through this. I've had two glasses of wine. I am tired. (laughs) Listening to him talk was... It's very soothing. And it's almost like, you know, the sort of like hypnotist tapes or anything like that where they're talking you and lulling you and soothing you into sleep. And I was like, that's what a lot of it was like that. It's not a, I wouldn't say it's a movie that creates anxiety. It is uncomfortable, but it's not. Well, I mean, at points, like when it's just like colors flying across the screen and like screeching. It 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 does have a dichotomy of that and purposefully done too. It sort of juxtaposes those against each other. So, yeah. But so I am someone that thinks about death fairly regularly. And I think, anyone else that does that i think this movie does an insanely accurate job of the way i would imagine a lot of this to go down as far as like feelings from a first person perspective in a way that's like dying yes in a way that's like beautiful and sobering and like terrifying but like a reasonable juxtaposition that makes it so meaningful to me because you just you know it's something that's hard to talk about it just it really is i mean no one wants to talk about it so I see this as like an artistic stance that's really brave and also really mature done in a presentation that's immature. I think there's so many ways you could talk about this that make it like a clever, intelligent, mature juxtaposition that I see it as like an achievement of art. And it's different from anything else I mean, that I've seen. That's, I can also agree with that, but there are also other movies. I, I would say that there are also other movies that have done a nice job of sort of yes. um, okay. sort of confronting death and how people feel about it. Maybe not necessarily as much through a first person point of view. That's certainly um, original yeah. to this, I would say. But there, this is not a, I mean, it's not a new I mean, it's theme, not the first time that anyone has confronted had a, death. Or that's had a, a terminal that's a, illness. I mean, that's like one of the five major things sure. that people talk about or make movies about, really. Yeah. But I think for me personally, I'll go ahead and qualify this this time. It's the strongest and most impactful and most like I never thought about that. I can poetic. come up with a few off the top of my head that I have. Yeah. And I which, will tell you what that, are they? I'm curious since we're here. Um, to me, Big Fish has a really Big Fish is very good. I put that in my very top excellent yeah. um, sort of portrayal of somebody who is struggling with of obviously here. It's a family member. I will tell you that if you have never 
experienced sort of a confrontation with main characters who are confronting their own mortality, what you need to find is you need to find a movie about the AIDS crisis from the eighties, because if you have, you will find that in that, in one of those movies because the AIDS crisis and HIV and AIDS was so rampant within the gay community. If you find a movie that is about the gay community in the eighties or a television show pose is doing it right now. Okay. If you have not seen a movie like that, that will do it for you because you, because they were, it's unspeakable what was happening within the gay community as people were dying of HIV and AIDS in such rapid numbers that it was absolutely mind blowing. Isn't there a really big one that I should have seen that I haven't seen? Yes. And I have it on the list, so it might come up eventually, but it's called the normal heart and it is you'll get wrecked. Ooh, maybe that should have been over. The kids are all right. (laughs) I don't know. That's fine. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Um, yeah. So but I'm just saying this is done. I will say that this doesn't, this movie does an excellent job of that. Too, I think, but I have experienced movies sort of similar like that, and I will tell you that the Normal Heart would definitely be one of those that was like. Okay, that. I'm curious in seeing that. I'm sure I've seen I've seen Big Fish, and Big Fish didn't come to my mind as directly confronting it in the same way this one did to me. And I'm not sure why that well, is. Maybe I just haven't been, seen Big Fish in so long that well, I forgot. I mean, that's certainly about a family aspects. member too, and it's not the same. But to have to, I mean, any sort of movie with terminal illness and even a family member who's not able to cope with seeing that is going to be difficult. It's not the same as if you had it yourself. Yeah. And I do, I will say that this movie presents that as a very interesting point of view that a lot of other movies do not have. And I was kind of thinking about that. I had a hard time with this movie because I will straight up tell you because of the animation. Yeah. Because to me, I connect a lot to a story through the visual acting. portion. Oh, okay. and, and, acting. Maybe, and that could that's also, also be, that could also be no just because here. that's my, preference i like movies with really strong acting and also not to mention that at one point in time i was an actor yeah and i participated in a lot of that so to me that's how i really connect to a story sometimes too and that's a really important aspect for me i did think this movie did a great job of that but i there were times where i thought wow if you had a movie like this and you could get a really talented actor to show this i was like it would be devastating I I think someone should. I'm 100% on board and I would love to see someone do a similar thing with a with like with real actors yeah. and a new script of some sort. But um what else did I want to say about this? Um oh, it's just on the top of my head. Huh. But oh, I did okay, not- the poetry. Oh. Since there's no acting, you get narration the whole time. I think bits and pieces of like what he says here, it's funny because sometimes he just makes like little like dark jokes about what Bill sees, like whether or not he yeah. can hold a coffee cup or it mm-hmm. falls over and Bill like curses out loud. And it's just funny and to see the animation through this illness and what it's doing to him and yeah. how he's experiencing it. Yeah. Yeah, but then like it'll jump into like his actual thoughts, and I feel like he says such poetic things about everyday life in a way that is really hard to capture. And I'm not a huge fan of spoken word, but I feel like I could listen to the audio of this as like a spoken word without the animations, and some of like what he says would be like the like most devastating poetry to me that I've oh, ever yeah. heard. Oh yeah, the writing for this yeah, movie is it's absolutely just insanely incredible. insanely incredible. And from from a mind of someone who is like I know, I don't whoa. know. I, w- <laughs> I would assume that you would only find something like this if you 
went into a room where someone had died and you picked up their journal off a table. Like yeah. it's really devastating. Yeah, I don't stuff. see, I don't understand how you can get in this mindset and oh, be no, so I close to it because it seems, it seems too detailed and it's real for definitely something that's somebody made who, up. who has a special talent for, you know, tapping into that psyche and that moment of someone's life and putting it on the page for us to experience. Yeah, and it's it's crazy too how much detail they actually like draw out about some of the characters when it seems like it's it, it I just didn't feel when I watch this movie I don't feel like I'm going to get a lot of detail and like think about the family history and like see individual like moments between characters that really like draw up their relationships in mm-hmm. a depth. And I feel like it does. It accomplishes all of that in three little 20-minute movies. Yeah. In a way that I find fascinating. So, I don't have much more to say about it. It's um it's it's crazy what they do with audio sometimes where like they're overlaying audio or like playing classical music or they just have harsh noise going and it coincides with the colors and it switches from like third person to his first person or like it jumps rapidly between like Bill is totally okay and is exploring a beautiful world or he's stuck in a loop of doing the same thing again and you're experiencing that loop. It's just, I think it pushes the boundaries on what is normal storytelling too in a way that is excellent. I think it does all of this incredibly and it's a, I mean, it's a 10 out of 10. I'm not not even a lot of my favorite movies are 10 out of 10 in my opinion, but I think (laughs) this one nails everything I like about a movie in a way that is different, in a way that I like, that I also find artistic in a way I would normally probably brush off as like pretentious, but I think this movie just does it in such a human, honest way that it doesn't feel like that to me. Well, that's the difference between a movie that's pretentious and that you don't connect with in a movie that's pre- a little bit pretentious but that you do connect with is yeah. that somehow that movie that you do connect with brings the human yeah, because experience I can into it and you it works interpreting this guy as like kind of a pretentious artist because you're not a huge fan of like the animation or don't see the mixed media as no, like a revelation I and i feel like he kind of uses it in a way that seems like oh, i'm the first person to do this i i mean no this was completely it's a completely original piece that i had never seen anything like it like i would say um I don't <laughs> I don't really enjoy existential like yeah. sort of humor and experiencing existential crisis crises. I think I can have enough of those on my own. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah, but, I find humor in that and I experience it. So. But it was really I mean, it's an excellent film. There's a reason that it gets solid reviews. I think I saw it's in the high it's at least at a 90, if not higher on like Rotten Tomatoes. No, it's a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. See, it's like a say, 96% on Google like this. Which and then like weighted average is like 8.4, 8.6. Yeah. Like everybody reviews it positively because it is an excellent movie and it's an incredible project that is original yeah. and fresh and you will gain something from it in terms of entertainment how much i quote unquote enjoyed it it's not a feel-good movie it's definitely so not it's about pretty enjoyment. low on that but i can agree i can appreciate it because i understand what i'm supposed to gain from it so yeah. i can objectively look at it and judge it on those merits instead and it's an excellent film yeah it's a it's a rare piece in that way in that what you just said can be gained from it and i mean for me personally it's almost like like cathartic to watch the movie again and think about it. Like I've only seen it three times. I think this is my third time. And it just like, it makes me think about 
life in a different way when I see it. And I feel like all sorts of movies, I say that sometimes about it or like, I'm like, Oh, I see everything in a totally new light. But like when I watch this movie and it's only an hour long, it's the shortest movie we're going to review on this podcast by far. Yeah. It does more. How we could do another one that was shorter. It does more in an hour for my emotions than like probably a majority of these movies can do in double the time. And I just find that I find that really rare, not saying any of the other ones are lesser and don't accomplish an equivalent, you know, moment like milk did a lot for me like that movie does i would say does as much in a different area for me but this one does it so sustainably so quickly and in so many creative ways that i just like it blows me away every time um and i can agree with that other than the fact that to me i was i will say that the animation takes me out of that emotional place yes and so that's the only sort of wall that i had from connecting because i understand and it brings a lot of emotions and you're right it does call into question life and the way that people approach life and things like that but the only thing that was getting me over that hump like i'm sorry but i can't cry for the stick figure because it's just a stick yeah so (laughs) (laughs) i don't yeah i don't cry it just makes me it just makes me feel heavy and like yes oh it's like crisis those in for sure. crisis causing it's not cry like milk milk made me weep but like this movie just makes me it makes me pensive like pensive in a really existential okay. way of course yeah i got you so i feel that and i do so i i'm a fan of this animation like i think crappy animation done on purpose really well is cool and i've always been a fan i watched cartoons way more than you did so i was always into animation more in general so it makes sense to me that people that aren't into animation a lot already would be like I don't enjoy watching this because it's kind of a hard watch. Like the visual visual part of it is basic and bare on purpose. Yeah. It's not, I mean, other than the fact that like crazy colors and things fly by, but that's not for everyone. Um, uh, I didn't think about this, but we're sitting here. I'm trying to think, I, I'm trying to think of movies that I animated movies that I think from the 21st century that are really incredible. And maybe even one that could approach, uh, something like sort of on this level of excellence certainly if we're going to talk about animate excellent animated movies pixar sort of immediately comes to mind but i am having an interesting thought process or response to this movie versus inside out in a way because inside out to me sort of seems almost like a junior version of this now certainly pixar likes especially with like up up is infamous for its first segment where you sort of go through the life of the old man and the old couple um but sort of responding to inside out where there are characters the most of the characters in the movie are not real people they're sort of an idea, an emotion even. And then how the way that they feel things or the emotions that they have in relation to the girl character who is experiencing life and experiencing a lot of struggles as she sort of tries to formulate and wrestle with her own emotions and the emotions of life as she grows up and sort of, it doesn't, I mean, at one point inside out even confronts mortality to some extent. It does it in a certainly more palatable way, but in a, way that isn't it doesn't you know um doesn't beat around the bush there's a character that doesn't make it out yeah. of inside out so and it's sad i mean yeah. it's sad and i mean that movie is genius what inside out does with emotions as characters while there's a character experiencing those emotions i can't even imagine trying to write that you know oh, i mean it's I genius think, and i am ha- it's very interesting now that this sort of i i guess i brought this up between this movie and that movie, but I can see some similarities between the two now, which I hadn't even thought about before, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think they're both, they're both in the best animated movies of this century so far easily. 
yeah. would both rate them at that high. So, yeah, well, uh, that's all I wanted to say. Um, didn't have anything else. I'm trying to think of anything else, but we didn't talk very long. So I'm like, oh, I feel like we're leaving something out. But I mean, I think I think it's very pointed and poignant and i, I think did, people should I mean, see it because it's so it's really rapid again, it's and it's an like stream of thought i mean it's like describe in a way it's like trying to describe catcher in the ride to someone like it's yeah. like it's You're kind right. of like all over the place and like we can talk about the plot and what the plot confronts and how it's like a lot of juxtaposition on beauty and darkness basically mm-hmm. in in more ways like in visual with colors with the character's thoughts with what happens to the character with facing death and then reality or how people interpret reality and certainly how somebody who sort of their reality has been handicapped in a way yeah about dreams it. and relationships and just like so much of the human experience bundled up into three 20 minute shorts using stick figures yeah. to make you feel heavy things and it just i mean it's it's perfect for for an animated movie that's trying to do this i just i don't think i don't think it's going to be done better by the time that I experience something like this movie and I die, I doubt I will see a movie that does this better. I don't even or even know. attempts to. I don't yeah, even know I if it'll happen know. again. I just think I think Don Hertzfeld is a one-of-a-kind artist for making this, and I'm very appreciative of it. And I don't think a lot of people are ever going to see it. I don't even think the people that listen to this or see it pop up on their feed I are probably going to listen to I had never heard of this movie. Yeah, so. it's not. I mean, it's... I don't... I mean, how do you even... It's... I don't know. They crowdfunded kickstarter he kickstarted the distribution to put yeah. this on blu-ray in 2015 mm-hmm. if you read the wikipedia uh i didn't read the wikipedia but i didn't get to that point but i'm not surprised by that yeah so it raised like seven times its budget or whatever so yeah. there is an audience but i mean even that's like not that much if well, you think about kickstarter I think success was, i mean this uh, the don is Here's an oscar nominated i think one of the shorts may have even been oscar nominated yes. so it's not like it's been unseen by i would argue the film community it hadn't been seen by general audiences but but it's pretty crazy to me i mean it came out as a full movie six years ago which is like which is recent like especially for us like we were yeah relatively at that point we were we were adults we were adults young adults but adults (laughs) i was i know i was of age god (laughs) and i mean i saw it i saw it the year it came out among our friends got it on dvd the year it came out when it was distributed and i just like I don't know how he found out about it. I don't know how anyone could have found out about it. I'm sure the distribution was like minimal at most. And even though it has an Oscar nomination, like I bet a lot of people that saw that it had an Oscar nomination, Oscar nomination that year forgot about it completely. And I think it should, people should be more aware of it. I think it's something that's worth watching. And I think a lot of people can gather something from it. Well, you brought this movie to, 20 other 20 people, new so people there you go i hope everyone if if they watch any movie from my picks this is the one that i think they need to watch it'll be a t- it'll be a tough watch but it's it's worth it to me it's worth it well there you go so what's your what's your final judgment here do you want to i guess i guess it's just a I thumbs did. up and I mean, down here i mean right? i would thumbs up it in the sense that it's a excellent film yeah that you should watch to experience if you're looking to do it yeah okay and any do you have any um What's the word I'm looking for? Any like rebuttals, like butts? Because we, when we, when we mentioned it downstairs, I sensed that you were mixed about it a little more so than you have been on the podcast. Um, I mean, again, I would say it wasn't something I enjoyed, so I wouldn't yeah. be looking to watch it again. I can understand. And yeah, the odd experience merits, of watching but, it is what you're saying. Yes, but yeah, but I mean, I I pointed out a few things that I. Yeah, I think you did a good but job. I mean, of but it's not even, and they're not throughout. even rebuttals because again. If we're talking about, and when we're talking about, to some extent, I've learned through my studies of film that 
there is no right or wrong at yeah. some point. Yeah. You can be taught to do things a certain way. Well, there's no, I mean, there's never right or wrong. Right. Well, and there's a certain, but I mean, certainly within the film community, there's a widely accepted, there's an accepted of, standard about certain yes. aspects of it. Yes. But I mean, when you see a movie like this, which goes so far against all of those and still works really yeah, there's well, there's no way to, there's no rebuttal for that. You yeah. just accept it for the piece of art that it is. And you might like it. You might dislike it, but I can certainly see the importance of it. Yeah. I just, I just wish more movies were bold enough to be able to do this, but I know you can't, you know, it's there's hard. a reason. I mean, it's hard for one, but there's I a mean, reason that this movie will never be like widespread. Well, in it's popularity art versus commerciality. It's, too much. Like, yeah, it's literally, I think it's too much for it to like be distributed in a major way. I don't think people can be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to try and sell this to the widespread. No, yeah. People wouldn't pay money because they wouldn't that. pay money for it. Yeah. Which is, which is weird that like you want movies to give you this kind of experience, but like, you can't sell a movie that actually hits it that hard to a lot of people, I think is a fact I mean, of life. And yeah. And it depends on what you want out of a movie. We, it's almost this, like you want a barrier this, there between even on this podcast. We sat here and talked about something like Jurassic world fallen kingdom versus <laughs> this. So it's true. It's, it's a, true. if it's about money, if it's about a good time, you have one option. If you want to really see, something that confronts the human experience and yeah. is an excellent piece of art and you've got something else here too. So I think that was very well said. I think this was an excellent episode. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think it was. I think, I think it was it's good. I, I think, think it was good. It was a good discussion that brought in a lot of interesting points, even if it's not necessarily about this movie in and of itself because it's sort of again something you have to watch but we had a lot of good discussions here about i mean everything under the sun from life to film to art and And it's all framed within points of the movie which i think is honestly almost a better way of dissecting a movie and when you can do that with a movie you know that it's strong yeah in message absolutely i can agree with that that's the difference between some of our picks and then some <laughs> of our other picks club. like this one. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say it, but I was thinking of that one. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready to wrap it up if you're ready to wrap it up, yeah, Isaac. All right. Great week. We will be back in a week, if not two weeks, with a brand new remote setup. I'm sure that will that'll probably be really fun. It'll be a whole new experience I feel to do like it remotely. Not, not to be like it's not going to be fun, but <laughs> I feel like it's going to be real different and weird. I don't know if I'm going to like that you won't be here to I do mean, it with me. Yeah, I'll definitely have to visit and we'll have to make special episodes where I come into town because I'm only three hours away. So, yeah. All right. So... That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to us. You can find us online at popcornbrothersmovieclub.com, that sweet, sweet new updated website, and on Twitter and Facebook at PBMC Podcast. And you can email us also at pbmcpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on your favorite podcast app every week. If you're already here, you already know how to do that. I don't know why I'd say that at the end, but... Because yeah. we want you to share it with your friends. <laughs> Tell oh, your you friends. Should. Yeah, this episode was amazing. And you should go see this movie. And you should listen to all okay, of our look, episodes. They're there. You Tell can, your you can friends. Just... They will find. We have done a good <laughs> chunk of movies at this point. They should be able to find one episode That's that true. they've seen. Everyone it, that needs to jump on and find their favorite movie from the list. And click on it and watch the dang thing. Because we are sick at this now. It's gotten to the point that we're pretty spot on. <laughs> I'm not to toot my own horn, but toot. Holy All right. Yeah, I was about to be like, right. toot, toot here. All right. So <laughs> that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm Eli. I'm Isaac. And this was the club. Cool.